following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. All right, welcome to the eighth episode, I'm told. Sources tell me that last time I was immediately wrong, right off the top. I was right about that we're winning the league, Ben, off the top of our last episode, but I did call it episode six, and when I was editing it, I completely realized immediately that that was wrong. So that was a little bit of a buzzkill going through the rest of the episode. That was post-Man City when we were winning the league, which, of course, we are still going to win the Premier League, Ben, but the Europa Conference League is in big trouble now. Anyways, Ben, how are you today? Good. And Jose, Derek, how are you guys today? Oh, that's right. Wow. Finally, for once, we just got a one-on-one talking here. I love the whole roundtable. I love the commitment from everyone, Ben. Um, but yeah, we got we to gotta finally get used to doing a one-on-one here. This is uncharted territory for us and spurs in history, but... I think it's pretty solid. We got a week's worth of episodes in with everybody available. And the only reason why everyone else is not available is because we're recording at 11 a.m. on a Friday and Eastern, you, time. Eastern time in New York City. And yeah, we're the only, we're the only ones that are not working at a totally normal time for everyone to be working. Yeah. And don't worry, I'll give you plenty of time to speak today because I know that's uh, you have a problem with how much I talk. <laughs> no, just at, just at the 55 minute mark of podcasts, I have a problem with how much you want well, to start talking. Well, well, last week I did it. Last week I did it as a joke. <laughs> yeah, you you killed me with that one. But yeah, so Ben, we're gonna talk about the Europa Conference League first, and Tange Nundumbele is gonna be uh, maybe out the door. Guess we'll get to that because we actually delayed this podcast by a big 18 minutes for you guys because uh, Fabrizio Romano was talking to the last word on Spurs on a live YouTube chat. And it took them 18 minutes basically to ask him about the trending news going on. Ben, let's just start off right away. We just lost to the team that finished in fifth place in the Port- Portuguese league last year. One question for you, Spurs. Why are you the way that you are? Honestly, every time I try to do something fun or exciting, you make it not that way. I hate so much about the things that you choose to be. Is it a big deal that we lost this game? Uh, No, it's not a big deal. I mean, we're only down one goal. We're going to come home. We're going to obviously have to play our better players. So that could be a big deal going into who we playing in week three. But... It's a big deal in the sense of the players that are dead wood or these our backups who were awful. We were young. We were playing our B team with our backup starter, not backup starters, our backup uh, first squad players. And there was no, it was it wasn't good. There was nothing that I could say that was good about that game. Galini looked okay, right? He looked good in his hat. I like that. <laughs> He's getting mad. He was getting uh, chirped on Twitter for that. Yes, but we play against, you are referencing Watford is going to come after, which of course we don't have Jose on here. So I don't know, Ferreira is how I was pronouncing the FC Ferreira from Portugal. I I can't pronounce English names, let let alone Portuguese names. So yeah, I, in terms of concerns, not overly concerned. I think my only 
concern. I don't want to say only, but because there were a couple. My concerns following this one was uh, just the fact that a couple of the guys that you thought would potentially, I don't want to say carry the load against such a team, but, you know, usual squad players did not perform well. All right. I thought Ryan Sessignon was up and down. I thought, not a, but not a usual squad player. This is a guy yeah. we've been waiting on. The, you know, the, the same guy who earlier in our like podcast too, Jose's Jose said, Oh, he was, he was amazing at Hoffenheim. I was like, we heard about like two or three things he would do at Hoffenheim. And now he comes on and we can see like, this guy might not be good enough, but not a regular team player. I get where you're going. Cause I have, I'm, I want to go the same way. Sorry to interrupt. Finish. Yeah, no, no, no. You, I, there's actually, I don't think any really in, interruptions on this right now. It's just me and you. So we're just going back and forth. Um, no muting Derek today, though. That was a big, big, big one for us. It was, it was more exciting for us. So we got it to was. see it happen. It was. But yeah, I, I uh, naturally, I tried to take my first um, tra- tradition. I tried to keep the good jujus rolling, and I missed probably about the first 10 minutes of this game. To be honest, I got caught up in work, and then I looked at the time, and I saw you guys were texting in the group, and I was like, oh, crap, the game started. So then to fire up my other laptop. So I missed about the first 10 minutes or so. Right away, I, I kind of, I kind of honestly got in about 10, 15 minutes right away. Just it didn't really seem like they were too in sync. Again, um, my first notes here did another beautiful note taking Sesson Young with a couple, a couple giveaways early. He was, I guess we'll just roll in with him. He was pretty, I don't know. What, what did you think of him? He, he was pretty inconsistent for me. At one second, he would be do something exciting. It doesn't really seem like he has the, Attack, attacking prowess because you know they're kind of talking him are they going to how far up are they going to play him up the pitch or how far back are they going to play him he was trying to get into attacking positions and he just it didn't work for me it didn't work for me against fc ferrera whoever the heck this is in the portuguese like <laughs> i don't know if we found the right position for him like is he a right is he a right wing back actually or is he a player who needs to play more farther up the field than he did. I mean, he was playing pretty far up the field, and I, I would say in the second half he made moves or he tried to take on players at least, but it just doesn't look like he's good enough. Like, I could try to take on players. So he, he doesn't have the pace that I thought he had. He's lacking positional awareness. I mean, there's hope. There was, I mean, I keep thinking of going back to that transfer window because it's $125 million between Sessignon and Dombele and Celso. But there's an, there's an issue with him of maybe he just isn't as good as we thought. And I'm, I think we're starting to see some of Pach's mistakes of thinking players are good enough for this team when they're not good enough for this team. Yes, Cesson Young was a guy that they were tracking for a, a while too. Who is he with before? Was it Fulham or Newcastle? It was one of those two. It was Fulham. Yeah, Cesson uh, Young is just, in the second half, he was trying to, he kind of reminded me of, I don't want to say he's at Lucas Moore's level, but he would in the second half, make a he would take on a defender get by him and then he gets to run into a wall again yep, yep. so i was like oh god i've seen enough of this but that's that's about where i'm at uh ben ben davis worst card in history i think i've seen if you remember that there is uh on a corner he just kind of bumped into a guy i wrote that down worst card in history maybe guy just kind of fell over from oh that was so soft yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was i was taken aback by that i thought he actually had a pretty decent game but he wasn't really anyone to spotlight I think all those play- I think all those players let us down. I don't think any of them had a decent game because, I mean, how many? What what, what was the stat right before the game? It was a uh, fifty Premier League starts for Ben Davies or, uh, or something like that. And this guy's been in a UCL final 
we come up against Pacos in the European Conference, and none of those players, none of the the, the backups, as we consider them, Winks, Lo Celso, Davies, did anything to say they shouldn't be there with Pacos. Is that am I saying that? Is Pacos even in the name? Yeah, it's Pacos de Ferreira or something like that. I don't, I don't know. I, I really should have looked up how to say that before this podcast. Should we be but more I, respectful I, after we lost, but now fucking no. We'll yeah. try. We'll just go for it. Yeah, whatever. I yeah, I mean, Davis. In terms of guys who we expected better from, I thought he was just kind of stay. Honestly, he was his usual self, right? He's like a six point five seven. He doesn't really do anything too spectacular ever. Uh, my next note is uh, Gio. Uh, Gila Chelzo, he was not. My first note on him was this kind of setup. It was, in about, it, it was right about at the uh, 36 minute mark here. I've written down, I can't even read my own handwriting problem. But he had, he was coming down. He was on the left side of midfield. If you're looking towards the other goal, he was trying to force a pass to Scarlett, a 17 year old who's just trying to crack his way through. Then he was went towards the went down the line instead to Sessignon, but the pass was so telegraphed and instead of doing anything about giving it away he just kind of turned and started yelling towards scarlet and that was just the beginning of my annoyance with geo on the day he just you you expect we have i'm mean, not to throw anyone under the bus but to completely toss derek underneath there he was like why is geo playing in this game he's like well he did back up the other day he was on the bench for the premier league his so. comment was geo is too good for this game uh, okay well i <laughs> i wasn't trying to completely you just threw him under three buses but <laughs> yeah he geo was just he he was he he didn't he didn't look like that was the number one guy in the team sheet i thought that should have stood out in this game and he stood out for all the wrong reasons yeah not with any help from his partner in the midfield. Cause so I had a player who I thought was most disappointing and then the worst player of the game. So I think, you know, who the, were my worst player of the game was it's Harry Winks, but my most disappointing was easily Lo Celso. Cause I expected a lot from him. We expected a lot from him. We kind of also need, need a lot from him coming into the season. And this is a game he should have bossed and he was not good. He was awful. He yeah, had space that- in front of him on that play too. Yeah, he had space. Move the ball he, up. Progress the ball. He could have done anything. He could have done anything except give it away. He just gave it away. And it was such a telegraphed pass that I was I I couldn't I couldn't believe he made that attempted that pass. It was it was pretty bad. That leads us to a couple minutes later, right before halftime, that mess of a goal. Winks was bad on that play. Winks is bad on every play. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for it. <laughs> I was trying. <laughs> I was trying to get. I was trying to be nice, but yeah, it was just a giveaway. Brian Hill was, I thought, pretty good coming down the other wing. We've been talking a, a bit to start on Sissignon. I thought Hill was pretty good. Hill, Hill, Hill. Hill. He he was pretty good. I thought. I thought he was pretty good at getting in space. He was my positive surprise of the game, if you will. He was getting into space. Thought he was finding some good passes. He was kind of in on this like three player cluster it was i believe was it sesson young too i know winks ended up being there i think sesson young maybe winning for a tackle on the play kind of missed winks was trying to progress it forward to somebody he gave the ball away and it just quickly turned around he was out of position after he gave the ball away they sent a through ball a romero not great on that through ball not great but also cameron carter vickers is two yards not not two yards a yard and a half two yeah 
yeah, two yards behind him, keeping the man on side regardless. So, yeah, Romero stepped up and was literally flat-footed and straight at him instead of turning his body. But that's an offsides play because I thought Romero was moving up and Cameron Carter-Vickers like, just didn't get that call of, oh, we're moving up to draw them offsides. And right, right through the middle of them, I mean, can't blame any of the Angolini. The goal was a mess. Thank you, Winks. Yeah, nothing on Galini on that one for me either. Winks definitely gave the ball away. Not great in midfield. Another Champions League run guy that just leaves you shaking your head a little bit. And in your case, way more than that. I was a little disappointed, Romero, on that play, but I'd have to look back on Cameron Carter Vickers on that play. The American International, God bless him. He needs a he needs to be a, a piece of dead wood that has to get out of here. He and, did, and not on a loan like. Yes. You've had more loans and starts. So. He's yeah, he's on his last year of his deal with the team. So no matter what, this is our last year with him. There's no way they're going to bring him back. Um, he's yeah, he, he <laughs> I'll give him this. I said in the group chat, he's an absolute unit of a human being <laughs> on the back line. Like that dude's running and he kind of reminds me of almost like Triore when he's running up the wing for wolves. It's like this dude is too, too thick, like in a jacked way to like, I mean, he's a little bit. Yeah, Triore's running like a four, four and Cameron Carter Vickers running a 5-4. Yeah, he's running a 5-4. He's more like a, a downhill linebacker a little bit, it seems like. He's just yeah, like yeah. a big dude. And then, like, when he when, can, when he, can he rush Can he rush the passer? We, uh, can yeah. yeah, you have the soft spot for that right now. Um, he, yeah, Cameron Carter Vickers has to go. And if you want to blame him on that play, too, yeah, he's yeah he's 23 now. It's time for him to, to move on, unfortunately. Leave it there, Chi. Yeah, Is that right? Yeah, we'll see him. But yeah, that goal, it was nothing on Galini. It winks. Got it. Yikes. I mean, can we go back to before we get to the winks? Can we go back to Brian Heal? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I had a different opinion on Brian Heal. First game, 20 years old. So give him, give him his time. But he started off really good and he did attack that side and he does attack players, but he looked frantic. Like he didn't know where he should be in positioning. Um, his touches on the ball were poor i thought when he would get passes and he plays that he plays that spanish style obviously where it's a quick quick passes and move and i don't think the players are ready for that there was no coordination of where he should come up and down the field his defensive him getting back was poor i just thought he was a little a 20 year old in his first game just overexcited way overexcited and that's what i got i liked him i thought he did a good job i mentioned before finding space he seemed to be trying to make things happen. I thought his passing was definitely something that his teammates weren't used to. And he was on the same wing as Doherty too. And I didn't think that was working. And I thought it was a little bit more maybe for, you don't want to blame Doherty, but he, yeah, I, I just think that that didn't really work out well, but he was trying, I, he had a couple of good runs. I almost thought the Doherty at times like didn't realize how quick heel was. And they definitely did not have any chemistry go- together. Cause there was a couple runs that he was trying to make that just the pass wasn't there. Yeah, I thought he. I th- I thought he was was pretty creative. I thought he was his quickness. He was he was finding spaces. I I for I, I guess maybe I am taking a little bit of a uh, what's the word? I don't want to say grain of salt, but I'm also I'm definitely taking into consideration his 20 year old playing in his first game with with a new team and a new I don't want to say like, actually literally a new league that just happened with this Europa Conference League, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Um, new teammates. I thought he was. I thought I, I, I saw positives at least. And that's kind of all I guess I was looking for was positives from a new 20 year old kid that I thought admittedly, I said, he's 20 years old. He's, 
He's way too tiny. He's going to get pushed around. Of course, we weren't going up against Kelsey or somebody like that. But I was I, I found some positives. I found some positives. Oh, no, no, there were different positives. Um, I just love how that. Sorry, yeah, I just said that. But I hate how every time you bring up a player, it's another player I, like literally put my head, hands in my, my head in my hands because Darty was also special on today on the day. Another great fucking signing that I can't stand. I don't. He's supposed to be offensive, and he doesn't look like he can be very offensive. Like he puts himself in offensive positions, but I don't trust him on the ball when he has those offensive positions, or to put in the goal or take a person on. Is he a left? Is he a right wing back? He's fine for the Europa Conference League. He had a good. Is good he? Couple. <laughs> I think he's okay for that. <laughs> he had a good couple switches of play. Uh, he phoned Sesson Young all the way in the other wing, I think at least twice, which, which were, which were good plays, but there were definitely, he, he, if he is going to keep playing there next to Brian Hill or right behind him, he's got to get you. There's definitely a couple of times where I was like, come on, Doherty, make something like you're, you're the veteran here. I know he's, he's a new kid, but damn, he, he certainly was a, a, a not a bright spot, at least in terms of what we're going to talk about fullbacks then. I mean, Davies was on Davis was on the other side, and I thought he played more steady as usual. I mean, Ben Ben Davis, I I don't have like a soft spot for him, but I'm never expecting him to do anything brutally bad. Like he never really has a winks type situation. He's just like he's never ever gonna make you go, wow, that was amazing, but he's never gonna make you wanna slam your head. That's <laughs> that's kind of the game he had. And I thought that was better than Doherty by comparison. Yeah, I'm just Disappointed in anyone who's played in any Premier League game or any real big cup game who performed in that game because they were awful. I'm not going to blame the kids. I'll blame Nuno. I'll, I'll bring that up because I think we're, we understood what, what we were like last year when we were playing these farmers in trying to qualify for the Europa League. And when we lost, and even in the Europa League uh, group stage, when we lost to Dansk, Dansk, was it? Plovdiv. Oh. Yeah, one of, we lost one of those games, and you saw that the whole we would start our B team, and then we'd bring on Son and Kane, and please help us, save us. And Nuno should have seen that because I was so ready for that. I was like, "This isn't. I don't. This bench is. If we get in any trouble, this bench isn't helping us at all. And the bench was not ready to help us all. We took Niles John, and we gave some credit in the off season or in preseason. He came off at halftime for." Jack Clark and I was like this is not great because they're going to put everyone in the box now they're up one nothing we have no one to come on and attack and everyone's like well they should figure it out and I I guess they should figure it out well no no a hundred percent they should figure it out but on the day it wasn't it on that on the day watching the team we needed Sun or Bergwijn or Lucas or someone to come on yeah they needed someone someone a little bit more I guess special if you will in terms of attacking prowess not a lot. I mean, 61st minutes. I thought I can't even tell you. I was about to say, I don't even know. I mean, was, was heel our best attacker on the day? I mean, I thought he was getting to, he had a nice cross early that kind of just fumbled around and went in the feet of me. It might could have been John. I can't remember who it was, but he has hit. Was there a goalie tested at all yesterday? That, I know that might've been the, the most he was tested. And it was in the first couple of minutes. I, I accidentally skimmed over that one, but he'll had a, had a, he got down low towards the, their, their, their goal line and put a low cross in and no one connected on that one, unfortunately. But after that, I mean, 
Yeah, he had a good. He pressed early in the fifty-third minute. Had a takeaway. There was no. He he kind of crossed it. It was two verse five. I don't know who he was looking for there. I can't remember on the play. It could have been Scarlett. No one was home. That's the fifty-third minute. Then Sesson Young. He he was cutting in in the second half. I think Nuno maybe talked to him and said, "Hey, get get towards the. Try to cut towards the middle. Try to make something happen." And he did. But his best opportunity was in the sixty-first minute. It was right up over the middle, of the top of the box, and he swung through it and missed <laughs> by about spectacular twenty yards. That was not great. Uh, I, I, Gio again, a giveaway, seventy fifth minutes. Uh, we'll just, we'll just avoid Winks because we just know how he played. It was terrible. It was terrible. He, yeah, we don't even have to. He had a giveaway. He ran down the right, he right to the middle, and he just he gives it constantly away. gets dominated by these midfielders who are. If you have size on Winks, you will just take the ball off of him, no problem. Everyone's like, but the thing with Winks and and his passing. Oh, you know what? He can make a great pass when he's wide open with in space. But the minute there's pressure on him, he just he loses the ball all the time. We've seen it. We saw it in preseason too when we were playing MK Dons. Yeah, the home of Deli Ali. MK Dons. And then the 82nd minute, we already touched on Cameron Carter Vickers. That was that moment when he was rolling around in the ground. And I was just like, oh my God, please make it stop. Well, I think he got a so supposedly he has a serious ankle injury. So if that's the case, and okay. he had to he had to like, you know, sit on the ball. Okay. Then uh, uh, then of course, no disrespect to him if he has an ankle injury, but that was kind of tough. That it was a tough watch in the game. He definitely is. Was I, I always you always feel weird saying he's beneath Spurs or anyone is beneath Spurs because, <laughs> like, is anyone? But I, just a couple times, I was like, "Why are you the way you are? Why, what is happening here?" Yeah, I mean, we, we, if we get away from that, we're still a top six team. We're still a top six bending team i think yeah our, our valuation is huge so we are a team there are players that are lower than us yes there's the spursy comment but when's the last time we got even close to relegated and stuff like that so we are who we are now with over the past seven seasons our, we've been better than arsenal for seven straight seasons so yes we can say there are players who are not of the quality of spurs and i think there are a lot of them yeah there was a couple out there the other day and it's going to be interesting now moving into the second leg of this qualification if Spurs will of course be the favorite having said that there have been at times where this team when someone's trying to defend a lead against us it's even going back to to Poch sometimes and a couple of years back where when teams are parking the bus on us we we don't get creative enough so it is a there is a slight worry but I think we're again we said at the top of the pod that we weren't overly concerned at this point if we get to halftime and it's nil-nil, then I'm shitting my pants, of course. So that's where that is. Anything else to add on Pacos slash Ferreira, Ferreira, whatever we want to call the fifth-place Portuguese team from the 2020 Yeah, it was just really what I – I didn't need it on the day. I'm not, like, totally concerned about it. I just <laughs> – I didn't need the banter. I didn't need it on the day. We could have just won that game because we're playing – in this lesser Europa League conference tournament or Europa conference tournament. We're not even in the group stage. (laughs) We're losing games. Yeah, that's not, not cool. Not cool. We will say. So, yeah, I mean, we have some interesting now we were going to do this pod, probably just, you know, break down this game, but now we have some Tongay Undumbele news. He is potentially out the door. We have some reports today. Today, we're recording on Friday, August 20th, 2021, year of our Lord. And he, again, are my Lord, 
Ben's. I think I've said that every time you say that. <laughs> yes. Just followed by your Lord. It's a tradition unlike any other, but. Uh, true, true Yid. That is, yeah, that you are. Um, again, we have a. Uh, Tange again, apparently he's potentially on his way out. Reports for Brito Romano. That's why we were waiting. We were holding the podcast for 15 minutes there. We were looking at Fabrizio. He was on a live stream again, we said, with last word on Spurs, and they finally got to talking about Tange. Apparently, he wants out. Apparently, the club are looking for him to get out. What a, I mean, what a situation that is. We actually, I think this will be a intriguing talk because last time I threw the first word to you because I knew the other two were going to start just bitching at each other for 10 minutes, which I did. And Jose and Derek. So I mean, you just get to have a civilized conversation about Tange. So I was, quick, feel- I was quick to pass it right off to them to see. Just yeah, let them I, just, I had to let at least one of us get something in before they, before I, Jose is the noted, noted, uh, wanting him. He wants him out. Correct. Yeah. yeah for, me, for, them up. for, for Mr. Positive, for Mr. Yeah, there is no one he hates more than Tank. Yeah, that's what, that, that gave me a second, the pause there for a second. Cause I was like, wait, is he actually on the negative side of something? You could be the world's most talented player, but if you don't show enough 110% in front of Jose, he's going to fucking hate you. Yeah. And that's the only thing that gets under Jose's skin. And yeah, that's, that's so Jose's anti Derek's pro Tonga. What are you right now, Derek? What are you feeling on the surface right now? Initial news. He wants out and the team is apparently looking into it. Well, my name is Ben. Derek's not here today. Sorry, Derek. Sorry, Derek. So, because I assume, how do I feel? Uh, I, I've always been leaning towards Derek's side and the fact that Tonga's abilities are beyond. I've said it earlier in the earlier episodes that he is the most talented person that we have on the ball. But I mean, he's always out the door. This is the third year in a row. He, he wants out. And the timing of the first tweet, the first tweet that we saw of Tange wants out. He's told Spurs he wants out too. Spurs are working to get him out. Was like, what, half an hour we saw that? So it's clear already that, because we've already talked about this, that both sides are in agreement that it's time to move on. Nuno has no plans for him in the team and he's healthy. And Nuno just says he doesn't want to be on this team. So, and the team's ready to get rid of him. The other, the next issue is 12 days. What can we get for him? He's on, he's on 200K a week. We paid what, 60 million, 65 million? I think right now, I think about 55 million, maybe plus add ons, but yeah. So we'll see what we get for him. He, he he said he wants to go to Real Madrid, Barcelona, and Bayern, and so do I. But <laughs> but I don't know what we're going to do in twelve days. He also also in the quotes was, "I will fight for my position, and if we have to keep him, that's obviously the best thing we can hope for." But it's clear that both sides want to get him out the door, just because I you saw how quickly. I mean, sources can be wrong, obviously, but you saw how quickly those those two reports came out. I want out. Tottenham's working to get him out. Yeah, there's a couple sources. I know the Athletic was in on it. A couple other ones. We have Fabrizio, of course, that have doubled down and, and not contradicted each other. You know, sometimes you'll see uh, maybe X says something, then Alistair Gold says something else. But these are all kind of saying right now that Tange wants out. Speaking of Fabrizio, he said on that live stream that it's going to be difficult for Spurs to get 
get it get this deal done of course that has to do with dollars they, they he was the record signing for the team they're not going to want to give him up for nothing but on the flip side he's an underwhelming player who's on 200k a week as you said that's not an easy 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 transfer to make and under any circumstance right i mean you're you're, you're what do you <laughs> this kind of reminds me all the time as someone who's from buffalo they and, and you're gonna you know the Rangers are saying, you know, they want Eichel and people from Buffalo, they always say, okay, well, we so, want you saw that Eichel game. tweet, right? Yeah, of <laughs> course. Eye rolling. That was me watching the team. I thought he was watching Spurs yesterday. By the way, did you get that cough? I thought I muted it. <laughs> What's that? I said I coughed really loud. Uh, did you get it? Good. I think I muted it. I think you got it. But it, Buffalo fans, they always want to give their fourth line center, their squad player on the team, and they want to make a trade for another team's best player because they think that that trade is actually going to realistically work everyone on earth has I think that's, I think that's everyone yeah it's just it, it's it's silly that yeah but yeah that that deal with leon is not looking good right now me personally on tonge i think it's time i've i was on the fence where i could i could see spurs rolling with him but it's it's got to be time. I mean, this is how many managers now, even Ryan Mason, who had nothing to lose, didn't even want to put him out there. That's that's something very telling. He had nothing to lose. He wasn't going to. I put that on Ryan Mason. Now. Like, I don't know what Ryan Mason, Ryan Mason, <laughs> what Ryan Mason did in that in that cup final, even though I think Tonga started in that. But what was did Ryan Mason come in and decide like, I. I mean, I'll see. We we hated Jose. Jose was so wrong. This guy can't play when we we know he can play for sixty minutes. But yeah, I'm not going to put anything on Ryan Mason benching him or whatever. Fuck Ryan Mason. I love not, him as a player. I don't mean to you know put anything on him as in terms of uh, like he did anything wrong or there's no there he made a wrong decision on Tange. Just the point point of. The matter is that he 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 played him. You, you mentioned he did start that one, the first game that he was caretaker manager was the cup final, of course. But after that, he didn't start him. He didn't play. He had what four or five games left at, left at the helm, and he just he, he didn't want it to be Tongue part of it. And yeah, when a not. guy who has nothing to lose doesn't I hear, I hear want you. to play a guy who we all can say is argument. I mean, look at that game yesterday in in Portugal, Spurs lost that game heavily because their midfield was not the best midfield out there on the day. They, they couldn't get anything creative going through. And this is the most creative guy probably on the team. And he just, it's for me, it's time for me. It's cool. time. I, I don't know what they can get for him though. When you have an intramural player playing in the midfield, it's really hard to make up for his spot. It's like playing with 10 men. That was a Harry Winks joke. Beautiful. So, on Tange, before we get to Harry Winks, because we can, we, yeah, we can, don't have to go back there. I don't. What what is your what is fifty five? Is what I had that we paid for Tange. What what would you take for him right now? If you were to sell him, if you were Daniel Levy, what what would you what would you do? Thirty. What are we getting? It's a, it's got to be a swap deal. No one's going to pay the money. No one's going to pay thirty. What has he proven in the last three years? Other than that he complains, his fitness is crap. Um, yeah, so 30 million straight up. Yeah, I'll take that because we can't sell anyone else. 
I, I might even at this point take less just to get those 200K off the books is going to be massive for the team. Well, they said it would have to be most likely a swap deal. Yeah, swap swap deal is probably, probably the correct and logical, logical play there. But again, he wants to go to... And they want him to go. I mean, I don't know if they want him to go, but they're ready to get him out the door. I, I mean, he said and he Nuno wanted, wants no part. He wanted to go where? To Barca, to Madrid, Madrid to and... PSG, to wherever. I mean, he came from Leon, but I mean, he wants to go there. I, I Fabrizio Romano did say in that live chat that uh, no, no Inter, no Milan interest in Tongay at this he, time. But he said no Italian interest. I think. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's not great for Tonga. I don't know. I just, I, I want, I, I think it's time, but again, swamp deal, who, who swap deal, who's going to do that. And yeah, that's. Nuno's got to give him a chance. If he stays, obviously got to give him a chance. He can't just cut him out of the plans. If he stays, that man is way too talented. I don't know. Make him run rinse sprints. I don't know how it works. <laughs> the, yeah, well, who knows, but he, he, the reason, uh, I guess the athletic at least wrote the athletic UK out there wrote that's why is he struggling Tange? Uh, it's because apparently to them, to their sources, he's not buying in to, to Nuno's project to your point. So is Nuno going to give a guy who doesn't buy in a chance? It's, I don't know. Why isn't he know. not buying in? Who are you? You get to decide if you're not going to buy in. Yeah, it's, I don't know. And a final, I mean, obviously, you do. But and a final option could be. I mean, he signed through twenty twenty five, so he's here for a, a, a while. What about? I think this also might be a sensible option uh, in terms of maybe we can do a player swamp. That would be nice, but who knows? I mean, loan him, loan him out. Would you loan him out if he, if that was the course of action we had to take? If we're not going to play him, yeah, loan him out with an option to buy, obviously, like a huge option to buy. It's so it's such an uncut. It's so weird. No, I actually I wouldn't loan. I mean, if you really put me in a pickle here, because if he's not going to play, obviously, get him out of here. But he's so talented, like Nino has to give him another shot. He has to. We're not good enough right now. We're not bringing any players in. Truthfully, I don't know what's going to go on with Harry Kane. I don't. Now we have to sell players. Nobody wants our Deadwood players. Nobody. Kane gets a Soko to go to like, I don't know, Central Ukraine or wherever. And we also have Winks. He he wants to stay because he knows the only place for me to go is down. So I'll play, you know, third or fourth backup center defensive mid, and and hopefully I can like squeeze a spot on the bench. Sorry, I'm going. I mean, I'm getting off, but like, yeah, we haven't been able to sell these other players. We don't have money. Apparently, I never know what our finances really are. We kind of know, like, Levy's not going to spend money, but the loan deal would only have to, the loan deal would really only come if, yeah, if he's just totally out of his plans. And I don't want that. I don't think that should be done. He's too talented. Nuno's got to give him another chance. And if he's staying, what, what is it, Domley just going to like sit in like the lodge? And maybe come out and train alone. So Nuno's got to give him a shot. He's too talented. But if we could sell him, obviously, I want to sell him. I think almost maybe a loan could be. You don't want to think that a guy making 200K wages a week needs something like this, but could it be like a, a kick in the ass for him? If anything, I would think it would be more of a tryout for another team. Oh, for sure. Absolutely, it would be. But I mean, we've been talking 
is this guy going to be out the door? Is this guy going to be out the door for the past? I don't know since he got here. Cause right away, how many managers have not felt that he was, he was ready. Even Poch didn't think he was ready. <laughs> so, and, he, and, and even when he was guy. playing, yeah. And even when, yeah, that, I mean, <laughs> I, I brought up that uh, article when Poch called Winks Iniesta. He always just, you know, pops into my brain and I can't help it. But a lot of these players at Poch signed are, Coming up, not that great. Yeah, it, yeah, they're not looking too good. <laughs> they're not looking too good. That Winks, uh, that Winks front there was not, or evaluation was not. Check out our Twitter not account, video. Spurs in Podcast. Spurs in see, Podcast. Yes, to see uh, to see what article I'm talking about. There we go. What shameless plug you have there, sir? We have social media finally, so that's pretty cool for us. Ben, do you want to talk more Winks, or are we good? Uh, I don't want to talk more Winks because he was just bad and he's not good. And I hate that he's not. And I understand why he's not leaving, as I just kind of explained. But I do have one question for you. And it was, I think it was brought up by, do you follow, I think it's L. Johnson or something? I do not. He proposed a question. How long before Paratici resigns? <laughs> and I laughed and then really thought about it. Because this man does business as... Fabri- have we learned from Fabrizio like he does 10 signings at a time he's got all these contracts working we see that he's on the phone you see Hitchens out there trying to copy him even though I've never seen Hitchens in my life but you see him on the field following Fabio around getting really excited when we you know when we scored that goal and you saw Fabio get excited so Hitchens got excited but anyway Fabio does this business a certain way and I feel like he's, he's bringing these deals to Levy and Levy's just being Levy uh no can't afford that sorry nope can't afford that can't afford that not paying that Maybe if you make that a loan swap deal with the obligation to buy, like, you know, how Levy likes to do his business, it, it just seems we've only got, th- we've only signed three players. So is it, you think this is just Levy being Levy and, fa- and or is this a Spurs thing, but Spurs being Levy? I mean, he's definitely, particularly definitely has to get some guys out the door in order to make some moves. I think he... I don't think I don't think on a serious note that he would have any problem of anything that's going on right now. He did get a couple youngsters in that he wanted. He has done a couple things that he's wanted so far because of this. The thing that's in Spurs corner right now, oddly enough, might be COVID because no matter what team particularly where to go to, everyone's not going to be able to spend unless you kind of got rid of anything. Unless you're city, Chelsea, you got that oil money. Then you can, but we need uh, most places. Money. I mean, he's coming from Italy, where you know some of the most historic teams are about to fold. So um, it's like, and you're not every, even talking about Barcelona. Yeah, and then Barca, and then there's all these. So there are financial difficulties that are we're going to be anywhere. But yeah, my you mentioned Hitchin there too. So funny enough, my buddy who's a Liverpool fan. He is now watching, shout out Kevin, he's a Liverpool fan and he's now watching Spurs All or Nothing for the first time from last year. And just his 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 first takeaway, he was like, yeah, this Hitchin guy, don't like him. <laughs> he, he has no, no investments in Spurs. And he's like, yeah, this guy sucks. Tell your friend, you, you really never have to see him again. Because other than, I, I told you, as I just said, this is the most I've seen of Hitchin's following Fabrizio around. It's like, oh, this is how I do my job. Yeah, yikes. Yeah, I mean, I asked that question because, like, it just doesn't seem like his style and how Levy likes to do business works out because 
every deal is drawn out and uh can i get that extra two dollars added on to this 25 million dollar contract and if i don't get that two dollars we're off i mean we're probably gonna have kane i He'll probably play great and he'll probably be unhappy because this is who Levy is. Yeah. And, and yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't think it's, I think, like I said, I think COVID is almost covering that up for us right now, but we'll see if, I mean, he's definitely got to get some deadwood out of here. And I think he probably will. I think Carter Vickers had might've been one of those next pieces, but if he's injured, that's probably not going to be the case anymore. What do you get for Carter Vickers? $10, 10 pounds. I mean, they were talking Borneman for 5 million. So. What That's idiots! Five, I guess five million more. Yeah, I mean, he, give got, us, uh, he got a give million us. for Joe Hart. My man, that's true. That's true. My man can make it happen. Yeah, and only three point four for Toby. I mean, Toby was he's up there in age, and he he was on high wages, so that was a, a good that's benefit true, for true. us. But yeah. Harry Kane. Fabrizio also talked about him, and the latest is pretty much nothing. Yeah, it's <laughs> I mean, it's the, it's the same, same thing. City, city's not budging. Spurs aren't budging. We have, we have 11 budging. Uh, we have 11 days left. Well, we better make the decision soon. And also, who is the striker we're going to go after if we let him go? I'm still on the fact that, you know, just hold on to him for one more year. Take the cut. Risk it. See if that player can get us into the positions uh, you're in European football that will make us the money back. Because how many players are we missing out on going? I want to go play for a team in like a better, better Europe, European league. I mean, obviously it's usually the Champions League, but yeah, we got to at least challenge for that or try to challenge for that. Because if we ever want to be one of these top teams with this new stadium, which looked amazing, we didn't even talk about that. That I mean, everything about the club screams big club minus where we finish and how many trophies we have. So if we're going to start giving, get it, giving away our best player for less than what we value him at, when he, that, that player can literally is our only chance of fighting for Champions League football. Not saying it's happened, but injuries happen. So we can, that's our, really our only option. Yeah. Uh, I just, this, uh, I, I'm actually, who are the other strikers? This is, this is kind of a weird playing. time because. I'm usually looking forward to deadline day because Spurs kind of have a little bit of a tradition or at least did in years past where they wouldn't strike early in the market, especially in the summer. They'd wait, they'd wait, they'd wait. Levy would be trying to get the best deal possible, which is kind of doesn't benefit us. You get a guy in earlier to train, to get used to his new settings, to get used to his new team. They usually and wait so till the not- last minute. They wait right till the deadline to start making moves. Now I'm just like, my God, get us there. Is this guy going or staying? Just, I'm just so tired of it. It's not about getting the best player. It's about getting the best deal. It doesn't matter what the deal is. So if we have to pay, overpay for an $80 million player, and but also we can get this our third player for like, ooh, 25 when we thought we were going to get him for 30. Levy's going to be like, oh, give me that guy. I want to win that deal. Because that's what I think. Levy just wants to win the deal. Of course. And it's it, he's got three years left in his contract, Harry Kane, that is. So it, it makes no sense for Levy to do anything otherwise. I, 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 I do support him on this endeavor to try to get every single cent he can out of a team because we're not talking him going to, I don't know. Nick, have Bar- you seen gas prices? I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Man City can afford this shit. I was going to say, yeah, you're right, actually. that's They have the money. They can afford it. But, of course, they have that... Uh, 
what's it called? Financial fair play. So they're about to spend a hundred million for like an above average player in Jack Grealish. And then they're going to spend God knows how much. Uh, I, don't even, I don't really know how those rules work. There's no cap. There's financial fair play. Like, so they can't spend too much like that. So there's a cap, I guess. No, pay up. Yeah, I agree. Pay up. But, well, I'm, I'm going to say, I guess that spurs out. We got quite a quite a nice cap, Ben. How do you think we do did one-on-one with our discussions today instead of a roundtable? I think this was very enjoyable. Wow. No, Derek, I missed Jose. <laughs> Just no Derek, <laughs> I missed Jose. All right, well. That's going to go over awkwardly in the group group chat afterwards. But yeah, yeah, Ben, thanks for jumping on. I'm I'll end this on this. Has, have you ever seen a, a top talent like in Domblay be as beta like Derek? That is pretty Derek-like, everything he does. Spurs out on that. Love you, Derek. <laughs>